It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Right, it's post-match. It's Saturday, the 13th of August. We've had a great day out. Our second match day of the season. It's the first home game of the season. We played Newcastle, who I'm sure were right there for the taking, weren't they? Um, let's ask our friend. <laughs> let's ask our friend here. I am Russell, of course. Russell, who you will all know from the podcast. I've got with me my friend, who is also called Russell. Russell the Geordie. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Russell. <laughs> That's an excellent introduction. What do you make of the game? I thought it was a bit one-sided. I was a bit underwhelmed by how Newcastle performed. I thought our midfield would have uh, done a lot more, especially Bruno, the Brazilian. That's the quietest I've seen him since he signed for us. But to be fair, Brighton knocked the ball about far better. Uh, and I thought, at the end of the day, honest opinion is you probably should have won. We kept the ball out of the net, so we'll get a point. we yeah. move on from here. And that's... Yeah, that's, that's, that makes the, the weekend down here worthwhile. At least I'm going back home with something in my back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. That's a, that's a fair analysis. We're in the pub here. We're in Lewis, the Swan. Beautiful pub, by the way. With, with top food. Top yeah. food as well. With my, my mate Russ, the Geordie, who is actually David Townsend's mate. Hello, David. Good evening, Russell. <laughs> we also have with us Dominic. Hello. Yeah. And Alan. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your Terry Thomas smile? That's all I can say on that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's post-match. We're having a chat about the game. And I think you've summed it up, actually, Russ. I think it's, uh, yeah. it's a game where I think we... It was pretty even in the first half, wasn't it? And I think as the game wore on, it looked like the Albion were trying to take it to you guys a bit more. Yeah, yeah. And we could have done. And Mitoma, who I had a feeling right from the off was going to have a... Part to play, a major part to play in this game. He came off the bench. He had three or four great bits of moves and skills and things going on. One of which led to him laying on a ball for Pascal Gross to score the winner. Except Pascal Gross didn't quite score that winner, did he, Dominic? No, he didn't. But to be honest, I mean, uh, just. Uh, not talking about that I think if someone had said to me what would be the score or what would be the result rather before the game I honestly thought it would be a draw I feel that 
it was good to see a game between two Engl- two young English managers. I think the style of play that Newcastle have and also that uh, Brighton have, to me on paper, it always would sort of nullify. It would sort of you know cancel each other out. Um, I think I'm actually. I was talking to other Brighton fans, and I and some of them were like, "Oh, we were unlucky to not get a result." You know, the three points. I would actually counter that with previously in other seasons we've had really poor finishing, so it would have ended up nil nil, and we would have been frustrated because of poor finishing. This game we were on target, but it was actually due to defenders, uh, you know, goalkeeping skill from Pope. I have to give a shout out to Pope. That was some good goalkeeping. Yeah. Also, um, you know, Newcastle pulled it off the line so, a couple of times, but also in terms of luck. So I'm, I'd much rather go, you know what, Lady Luck wasn't with us today, and it's a fair result. It's been glorious weather. We've been, uh, you know, I think all the Geordie fans have had a lot of fun. Brighton fans have had a lot of fun. I personally haven't seen any issues. I know there's always idiots on both sides, but to be honest, I think it's been a, you know, a perfect summer weekend, having a laugh. And on, on football-wise, I personally think it's a fair result, and I'm more than happy, and I think both teams can crack on. Final thing, really nice to see Dan Byrne go around, give a, you know, yes. uh, to, to each stand. Dan also, there was, yeah, fair play to Dan. Um, you know, very nice, very classy. And also, um, seeing later on, there's a photo of, of him and Potter, you know, sharing an embrace and having a laugh. I think that's perfect, and I think that sums up basically the whole weekend for me. That, for me, sums it up. So, I'm happy. Got a beer. What more do you need? Brilliant. I'm, I'm, I can't argue with any of that. It's absolutely, absolutely spot on, Dom. Would you agree with that as well, Alan? I would. In fact, I'm not quite sure how I can add to it. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's taken everything, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. yeah, I think it was, it, it's an interesting game how it kind of ebbed and flowed. I mean, I think uh, it was... We, we kind of started off quite well, and I think Newcastle, for some reason, they, they took, dominated the midfield a little bit in the first half. Mm. And uh, I'm not sure what Potter did, but he, he seemed to adjust something, because something did change, and we did, did actually take control again. Uh, but ultimately, Sanchez didn't really have a lot to do. Yeah. I think, I think uh, they had one shot on target, and not, uh, if you look at the statistics. Um, so it was a li- for me it was a little bit disappointing that we didn't kind of uh, get it across the line yeah at the end of the day it was quite interesting before you know uh, Mitoma had a kind of a, a, a little piece a video piece um, on the website beforehand so we thought oh, something might be going on here and it did actually get get on the pitch and to be honest with you he absolutely roasted trivia he was bloody brilliant wasn't he when he yeah. came on yeah. three or four times he had him on toast yeah so I think that's that's an encouraging encouraging thing um but on, on, at the end of the day you, you, you're always happy that you don't lose so that's yeah. that's, yeah. that's, that's important we, don't, we didn't lose it I mean no uh, yeah, I, I agree with you, and I think that for me, Newcastle have improved exponentially since we've last seen them. I think they were a stifling sort of side that were a bit frustrating to play against before. We'll get we'll get Russ's views on that again in a moment. But but David, I mean, you, would you go along with that? Do you think yeah, that's a better I, version of Newcastle? Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I thought they they defended quite well and. Um, um, to be honest, I didn't really notice the uh, their new signing, Botman. But um, the, I mean, Danny Welbeck this week didn't really 
you know, he, he had an industrious game as, as, as he always does, but um, he didn't really get much change from the, uh, the central defence, so, so I thought they, they handled him quite well. Um, but for me, the big plus, as, as has already been said, was Mitoma. I mean, you know, an exciting talent, and uh, there's a lot to look forward to there. I was quite surprised in the way that he got, got in ahead of um, Sarmiento, but actually, on, on that evidence, you, you can see why. Um, so uh, I think there's a lot to look forward to there. Um, disappointed that we didn't get the win. Actually, I thought um, Pascal Gross should have should have buried the uh, the chance that Mitoma Mitoma set up for him. Oh, um, yeah. But um, you know, um, I can't complain about the points, and it, it keeps the, the peace with our uh, with our Geordie friends as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, we're coming back round the table very very soon here. Just quickly to say on what you just said there, David. Uh, yeah, I think Mitoma looked absolutely superb. I'm almost audaciously inclined to suggest that he might be man of the match because he had three or four moments that could have changed the game. I think Dunk is probably the, the real man of the match, to be honest, yeah. I, I, I would say March. Oh, interesting. Yeah, go on, I, go on. I, I would say March. Um, I don't know, I just, I just saw some things in his play today that personally March edged it for me compared to... Because Casado got the... Caicedo, sorry, got the sort of official man of the match, whatever the sponsor was, you know. Yeah, I can't remember now, you know. Um, but for me, March edged it. One thing, talking about March, seems like he's he's beefed up a bit. That's what I like to see. Because when Joe Linton had him in that headlock... <laughs> yeah, Russell was, Russell was raising his eyebrows. But yeah, when Joe Linton had him in that headlock... Uh, to be honest, though, he, he, you know, apart from that, I think he's, he's definitely strengthened up. He's, um, um, for me, he showed um, very sort of good game intelligence and stuff today. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a good shout. I think I think Solly played very well actually. I think yeah. he's maturing as a player. He is. He's been with us. I think this is his tenth season. So well, we're talking testimonial. Yeah. Well, exactly. well, that was one of the questions in the fans forum about March and Dunk about testimonials. Yeah. So, I mean, people can go back and have a look at their YouTube video about the fans forum. So, uh, but, but there were questions about that. So, yeah, because it's been Dunk and March who must be either this is the 10th year or they've certainly gone beyond 10 years now. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, well, Dunk, Dunk made his, his debut at South... Well, was it his debut at Southampton in uh, 2010? Maybe not his debut, but he, he certainly yeah. came on for an injured yeah. Al-Abd. Exactly. Late, so late 2010. Yeah, so he's, it's nearly, nearly 12 years now for Dunk, I think. Yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm glad you raised the issue with Dunk because it's something I, I, I should have mentioned before, but it was quite interesting, actually, very early on that uh, it's almost like he felt that Callum Wilson was his nemesis, or his, it was the, he was the person he had to kind of take on, and uh, he got too close to him. I think there was a, I think actually Callum Wilson actually got the better of him in the first probably ten or fifteen minutes. But I think Dunk suddenly realised, hang on a second, I don't need to go well up against him. I need to step back a little bit and give him a little bit of space, and let's see what see what he's going to do. And after that, I think actually he was. Uh, he had uh, Callum Wilson under control after that, and I didn't, don't think we really saw much of him after that, to be honest with you. Yeah. So I think, give, give uh, Dunk some credit there. You know, he learned something. I, oops, nearly spilled a beer. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, I'd go along with that, Alan. I think, I think that uh, Dunk's matured. He's got that, uh, that canny knack of adjusting, recognising, adapting, as he needs to. I think so. 
And um, I, I think he, uh, yeah, I mean, he did very well. I think he was the man of the match in this game. Sorry about all the noise in the background. <laughs> interject. Sorry, Russell. At least you said about, uh, you know, at least you didn't spill your beer. At least it wasn't your pint of lemonade. Anyway, Jordy Russell. That's a nice segue there. Yeah. <laughs> that's an in the no joke there, boys. <laughs> that's definitely getting edited out. Yeah. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> No, certainly the first 15, 20 minutes, I thought Wilson looked as though it was going to be promising for us. Uh, looked as though we were going to like, uh, maybe make some headway. But after that, much, uh, Wilson pretty much didn't have much effect after that. He's, he's not the biggest of strikers. He's never going to win high balls and stuff. So pretty much after that, I'll have to say it was pretty much a slam dunk. Uh, but uh, as far as uh, Newcastle are concerned, it's a great point. We'll move on from here, we'll try and uh, kick on and, and do something else. Un unlike popular opinion, we're not, we may have the richest owners in the world, we're certainly not the richest team in the Premier League. It's going to take a lot of effort and a lot of uh, manoeuvring with figures and different things, sponsorships and stuff, to get the money from the richest owners in the world into the club. In the meantime, we're buying sensibly, we're trying to improve gradually, we're buy sensible buys, we're not going to spend stupid money on transfer fees or wages. Uh, we'll build, build, build. It'll take a, a number of years, not a number of months. I'm happy to go along with that. I've got hope that I've never ever had before under Ashley. Nobody wanted the Saudis as managers, as I've said before, uh, as, as owners, but we are happy with now the fact that they are there we're going to make the most of the money absolutely and as and when it can be fed into the club but in the meantime it's great going like uh, you know toe to toe with the likes of yourselves Brighton are a, like, for my personally Brighton are the kind of team you aspire to be even as big a city as Newcastle is it's great coming down to somewhere like Brighton yeah, yeah the kind of club that any fan would like to think we've got Owners, people all about the club, fans, everybody's all together, and we are gradually getting there in the same kind of way. Yeah. And, I, and I'm happy to live, to, 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 to live with that, deal with it, get on with it, and one day hopefully we can be where you are and hopefully even better. And that, that's all I can ask is we've got hope. Not, all you ever want as a football fan is just the chance that you're going to try and be better. We've never had that under, for nearly 15 years under Ashley. And it's just, it's such a relief. We may win nothing, I don't care. We shall get there eventually, or at least never stop trying. That'll do me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, 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 what a speech, what a speech. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't argue with that, to be honest, from the earnest, passionate point of view. I think you've just summed it up. How do you consolidate, though, what's happened now? Well, you've got the black gold, as they call it, uh, coming in now. Um, <laughs> Yeah, brown yeah. Sauce. Brown sauce. The bone sauce. Oh, the bone sauce. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you do you find? I mean, obviously, you. you what's happening is they clearly, <laughs> Alan, stop misbehaving. <laughs> um, they they're clearly planning quite methodically, aren't they? There's there's no throwing money around just for the sake of it. There's clearly a plan in place. Absolutely. Whatever you think about Newcastle, Despot, and, and I'll be honest, I've been calling them Desportivo FC and Saudi FC ever 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 more ever since you've got the money. I have to say, and I do have a lot we've of reservations about that. Yeah. But in terms of, 
you as fans, you're, you're a Geordie through and through, you're a Newcastle fan through and through. How do you consolidate having this money coming in, which you know is has got questionable elements to it, let's put it that way. How do you consolidate that as a fan? Because as a fan, I had a major discussion with, with Robin and his mate Brian uh, after the Spurs game. Uh, I think it was the cup game we lost, actually. But anyway, we were chatting away, and he was saying, well, you know, would we do the same thing in terms of just embracing it and who cares about the details? How, how is you, you as a, as a Geordie, and in terms of people you know, how do you consolidate those two elements of it's, wanting it's, the ambition it, as a fan and, and, it, it and knowing is, where the money's coming from? It is very strange to get your head around because all of a sudden you have finance where, where that was never there before. We had no choice about Ashley being there. We had no choice about who Ashley sold to. And yes, we can demonstrate as much as we like as we did against Ashley. We could demonstrate against the Saudis. Will it make any difference? Probably not. But now that we are actually in a position to, to uh, compete with the likes of Chelsea, where Bromwich, uh, questionable Russian uh, finance. Or, exactly. Or, yeah. or, or, who, who questioned it, really? And also, and also Bournemouth. Uh, Let's not forget that Bournemouth yeah. used to have a lot of questionable yeah. Russian yeah. investment too. Yeah. Sorry, uh, no, no, but look, look yeah. at every look at every team. All the big teams, the, the, where the, all the money comes from. Wolves have got like Chinese money coming. Is, uh, is, is anybody a fan of China or the, what they're doing in Hong Kong or the Luigias and, and races like that? It's, it's all questionable. But now we've actually got the money. Are we going to knock it back after all these years of crap? Probably not. What other choice would we have though? We we'll stop following our team now. Oh, oh dear, we'll be able now be able to buy players and uh, compete after 14, 15 years of having Ashley where you couldn't do anything other than wish it was something different. Yeah. No doubt about it. Everybody's uh, moral compass is uh, being questioned. Uh, Newcastle fans are, are all of a sudden, uh, nobody questions where the petal comes from in uh, the, the Middle East and uh, who, who tops that car up. Does anybody question when they put their petal in the car? Is that coming from Saudi Arabia? I don't think people do. Where, where people does the finance? People don't think about that at all, are they? Yeah, yeah. People, uh, finance comes from the Middle East for so many things that people don't. Disney. Every time you buy something from Disney or put a film on or, or, or go on the Disney Channel, oh yeah, the Saudis appear to have that. that, that you know, that they've got that finger in the. Uh, you know, a two in the pond there as well. There's so many things and. But boxing, oh, there's a, there's a big fight in Saudi Arabia. All, Golf as well all, now is a big thing. The journalists, look, look at Oliver Hoot, the, the, the great moral crusader from the, uh, from the Sunday Mail, for example. He'll tell you about how wrong it is about Newcastle getting money from the Saudi, that he's the first one to be going to the Saudi to uh, watch the boxing or do whatever, and he'll be back in the uh, World Cup in Qatar, where a different kind of catastrophes are happening. It's so... Well, money talks. It's money, about the money. Money talks in so many respects. It's a very bad, immoral world. Yes, and we're no different. But all I would say is the majority of football fans, if you were in our position where you've got no control over who owns your club, would you do anything different? Yes, it's great to say, yes, we wouldn't do that, we wouldn't do that. If it happens to you, especially when you've had 14 and a half years of Mike Ashley, I think you'll be thinking very different. And that's... That's where I draw the line, and honestly, as a football fan, I've just, it's just lovely to have hope, and that's all I've ever wanted. Yeah. We may win 
bugger roll for the rest of my life but I know I'm going to enjoy the rest of my life because we're <laughs> going to be trying to be better yeah it's an interesting quandary isn't it because Dominic as and Alan as well as, as Brighton fans we know we've got a Brighton fan who happens to be wealthy who is funding our club and he's doing yeah. it in the right way he's organising stuff very it's brilliant it's the perfect scenario obviously yeah uh, but yeah, I mean, the only thing you could argue I mean, from, from, from maybe a, a Saudi point of view if they could actually say well actually Tony Bloom is a gambler yeah you, you could argue about the moral compass in, so, in relation to that yeah, yeah. but even, even if you have got an Albion fan who's in charge of a club great it's perfect it's the perfect moral ground to have the stance and we, we can all praise it you, you, you know, David Alan Don me we can all sit here and praise the fact that Tony Bloom runs the club the right way but we're lucky enough that we've got an Albion fan who would take over the club yeah. and you have to admit we may not have had that no. by quirk of fate whatever you want to call it we may not have had that Newcastle may have had that I wish, I wish we were in a position where we had somebody like that who supported yeah. Newcastle and had the finance to yeah. do something about in the way Bloom and whatever you know, that's the next best thing but it's honestly it's brilliant yeah. you know, I mean, Khashoggi what happened to him was an absolute and yeah. total disgrace how, you know, how could you do that to a human being Anybody, no matter who you are you know, even a Sunderland fan doesn't deserve that but all, all, I, all, I, all, I would, all I would say is that it's something like that is atrocious, yes. But yeah. what do we do? Do we try and uh, rise above it? Do we try and uh, show that things can be better by letting them into the English Football League? Are, are things going to be better, like equality and diversity-wise in Saudi Arabia? When, when, when you see that they're actually going to... Now, they're making big efforts at the club to welcome all kinds of diversity, no matter what sexuality or different things. And it's great. Hopefully, that will have a spin-off where they actually think, we should be doing the same here in Saudi Arabia. And it, you, can never, you can never imagine what's going to happen, because that's there and we are here. But as far as football is concerned, as far as we are concerned, we're all decent human beings. We all like to think we've got a proper moral compass. We all like to think we love our clubs and stuff. I think when people have got decisions to make and have got the things that are available, pe different people have different kind of takes on things. And if, I think if, you, if, if somebody from Saudi Arabia was coming to put God knows how much money into Brighton, and uh, well, you may have a little bit of a different take. It's easy to take the moral high ground. I, I, I don't have to have Yon as we've got, but now we've got it, I am determined that I am going to enjoy the rest of my life. <laughs> watching Newcastle hoping we are going to try and we haven't won anything for 53 years and maybe another 53 years by which time I'll be well gone but at least I know as long as I've got left we're going to be trying and that's all that matters yeah. fair enough I can understand your point of view Just, to be honest yeah well, yeah, yeah. That, that, that is a very interesting point because I I disagree fundamentally with the the owners of Newcastle, but that oh, doesn't yeah. mean yeah. that I fundamentally disagree with the fans because yeah. the fans were already there before the owners. And Russell, you do make a good point in terms of Talk you can agree. protest as much as you want, and, and and please don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to say that protesting and so forth is not effective. But at the end of the day, especially when it comes into football, and we all know what that's, it's all about money at the end of the day. And they, and they could all say that they do all their, you know, uh, all their checks on owners and so forth, and, uh, and whatever. But at the end of the day, fans are brought up, they're born into whatever club, you know, 
you know, Russell, you you grew up as a Newcastle fan. I grew up as a Brighton fan. We're always going to follow our teams, where, you know, wherever and whenever and whatever. But it doesn't mean that we can't then also recognise that, uh, that there can be a dichotomy between following your club and the love of your club but then also having that ownership so please don't get me wrong I don't support the Saudi regime whatsoever but I do recognise that the Newcastle fans that's what they've grown up with or that's what they have and you can't choose your owner because you know they came in with the money and so forth and it's kind of out of the fans hands and it's uh, yeah it's an interesting one spot on spot on yeah I mean I I just hope you won't be offended Russ when we're calling you Desportivo FC and Saudi FC. It's going to happen, isn't it? The fans are going to do that because they can see there's an angle and it's just, oh, well, the money's coming in from here, there, or everywhere. And it's going to happen, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Do you have a problem with that? Well, what can you say? People are in Saudi <laughs> We're a free country. That's uh, maybe not, not what the case is in Saudi Arabia. You're entitled to make your opinion about my club. And, and, yeah. and, you know, I've just yeah. got to accept. I've just got yeah. to accept. Absolutely, yeah. 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 So, review of the game. Desportivo against the Albion. <laughs> What's in your back of the game? <laughs> She found it funny. <laughs> someone, someone in the background found it very funny in a very loud and annoying way. Uh, anyway, no, no. Joking aside, though, quickly on the game, what did you make of the match? I'm, ha- I'm happy with the draw. Uh, apart from the fact, I think uh, the, the Brighton player who missed that open goal should have been perhaps beheaded. But uh, <laughs> it's, uh, no, I'm, I'm happy with that. I can live with that. Not a problem. Not a problem. <laughs> Oh, he's, he's never contentious. Staying, that's staying in the edit, isn't it? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Too sure. Too sure. David, would you go, would you go along with that? Not the beheading element, obviously, but the rest of it. Oh, I wouldn't go far, as far as beheading Pascal Gross, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, McTominay would probably go for beheading. So, oh, no. McTominay, certainly. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He gave it a good try uh, yeah. last week, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, right result? I think we edged it in the yeah, end, didn't we? No, I think we should have won the game. Uh, honestly, I think we should have won the game. Um, so slightly disappointed in that respect, but, you know, hey, we've four points after two games. I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, thought, thought, yeah, we did enough to win it, but yeah, I take the point. Yeah. And, Alan, your take on the game? Yeah, I, I think I'm just really just reiterate what other people have said I mean, it's disappointing in league. we didn't win the game we had their opportunities I mean I don't think Santa said what to do but uh, ultimately you know I'm, I'm happy that we didn't lose yeah <laughs> it's really disappointing it's been a fantastic day I've enjoyed myself with my Newcastle friends who've turned up <laughs> and the only the only downside actually for me is that we when I had to carry the, uh, the lemonade with ice <laughs> for Russell because he couldn't take another pint <laughs> listen I'm being sensible here you know I've, I've, I've recorded podcast after 14 points I yeah. thought I'd better curb it curb it a little bit yeah, yeah. so surely, he says surely, surely, surely. curb your enthusiasm yeah. 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 So, surely you just have to be happy he's here that's the <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm just glad I had the burger and not chops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, all, all I can say on the matter is, I'm sure we'll do a, a review later on as I get massaged by the other Russell on his way to the toilets. Uh, I just chuck that in to make him sound more humiliating. But anyway, um, I, I think we, we, we did good well. It was a good game. Matoma was brilliant when he came on. I thought he was superb. Pascal Gross should have buried the, I think it was a middle chance that Mitoma created. Yeah, yeah. He really should have buried that. And if he had it done, we get the point. I think we probably did deserve in the end, I think. Um, the three points, you Three mean. points, yeah. Yeah, there's three points. I did mean yeah. the three yeah, points, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I've had too many lemonades with ice, obviously, yeah, exactly. here. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's I the ice and slice that's got to you, yeah. One thing with a little bit of a negative, negative end to the, uh, to the discussion, but... No, 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 we're not, no, no, we're not doing negative ends. No, 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 Come no, on, no, what's I'm going on there? Because I think <laughs> an interesting, interesting observation for me was because I, I actually, I actually moved seats this from my season ticket. Seat. Controversial. I, yeah, no, I moved seats and I moved to another area. I was surprised with the number of people who actually left around me with, with five minutes to go before the end of, end of the match. Was that a deodorant well, thing? I don't know. No, no, no. It just, it, was just, it just surprised me that, you know, it was kind of a, a, a tense part of the game. We were, near the end of the game, we were on top, to, on, generally on top. And people leaving, leaving, leaving the... Uh, Leaving their seats and going, going I love home. the way you've straight on to this. I'll first that. <laughs> David's in stitches over here, aren't you, David? I, I, I am. <laughs> oh, no, it just surprised me that people are leaving, leaving yeah, that, that crucial part point yeah. of the game. Yeah. And I, I thought it was fascinating. Yeah. It, was, it was a fascinating well, thing. Jokes aside, no, yeah, that, amazing how many people, it, it, there's nothing happening. It's Saturday. There's nothing planned. It's early enough in the evening. There, there can't be a genuine reason, barring a very small number of exceptions, where people need to leave at that time on that day. I, I agree, but I live in... Um, I live... <laughs> I, I, I go in the East End, and, um, you know, every, every home match, people are leaving at least 10... Regardless of, you know, where, where the match stands, people are leaving 10 minutes before the end, and I just, I just don't understand it. I mean, I know transport problems... Is that, is that to do with being marinated... Uh, by the sun, through the course of the afternoon. It could well be, but, um, yeah, yeah. I, I would say the, the East End um, doesn't, doesn't have the, the most passionate of the, uh, the Albion sport. Um, but, Are you um, saying they're sleeping? Are they, they're under, they're under uh, shawls on their knees, and they've got a flask and all that sort of thing? You've summed it up quite nicely there, Russell. An observation from me, from where I've moved to, was there were people that were kind of walking up, and it was almost like a case of, oh, have a nice day, let's go home now. And it was always there was no connection with the actual drama that unfolded on the pitch. Yeah. And it was it was it was a weird weird type of thing. I, I mean, I, the only time I've other, other time I've experienced that actually is I've been to kind of uh, rock concerts before with with somebody I know, where you're you're kind of waiting almost like for the encore where they're going to play their their biggest hit song, and the person I was with said, "Oh, let's go now. We we get the, get the train now." I said, "I'm not going to go home now. <laughs> you know, I'm waiting for them to play." Yeah, the the song, 
and it was a weird experience for me at that time. And it, was, it was the same type of thing. It was kind of, it was, it was, it was a strange, strange thing. So I'll, I'll be keeping an eye on that for, for the future of where I'm sitting now. If the same people are there and what they're doing, because it, it was, it was weird. Well, it was a very good buzz around the ground, though, wasn't it? Really good atmosphere, I think. Yeah. I think um, probably the best for quite a while at the Amex. Yeah, very good atmosphere. I'm not a fan of pyro. What was that? Honestly, what were those that well, attempt at pyro and I, I personally, I, I'm not for that. Because I find it funny that you go around grounds and they have all those posters up saying, oh, if, you, if you're going to be struggling to breathe if you bring fire, pyro to the ground, and then they have those piss-poor fireworks, and they just choke out a whole stand. So what's that all about? Like, you know, either choose one or the other. Honestly, for me personally, it's a bit tin pot, you know. So, but, you know, each to their own. Yeah. No. But otherwise, it was good atmosphere other than the, you know, bit of smoke show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. I, I, it's not for me at all. It's not for me. No, no. Yeah. So, anyway, it ended in a, uh, well, a ball draw, didn't it, effectively? Yeah. I went for a two-all draw. I was quite disappointed it didn't end that way. But it is what it is. And uh, we, we move on. I will do a review of the game with... Probably with Peter, and I understand it might be with Mr. Ian Hart, Esquire, on Monday. So stay tuned for that one. Uh, but this is us in Lewis, post-match, with a few beers. Quite a few beers, actually, as it turns out. Uh, signing off. Cheers. 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 Welcome back to good old Mr. Ian Hart. How are you doing, Harty? Hello, Russ. Uh, thank you for having me on. Yeah, great. You know, I did, didn't actually go on uh, Saturday, so uh, it was my wedding anniversary. So this is so th- this will be good that you can let me know what's going on. What did I miss? Yeah, well, draw. <laughs> there was plenty going on. Yeah, there was a, there was a lot to it. Um, the only thing missing was the obvious, the goals. Um, we really should have won it again. Actually, it's. Uh, Isn't that us the world over? Coulda, shoulda, woulda. You know, we had a great performance the week before. Yeah. And and was although in their defence, no team has got more points this this calendar year than Newcastle. So it 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 was an achievement. Um, Don't know what's going on with the Malpay thing. Was he not even on the bench? He wasn't, no, no. It's amidst talk of Forrest being in for him. Um, I haven't checked the news today. We'll have a look at that while we're chatting probably, but um, I don't know if there's anything new on there. But, yeah, he was left out completely. Um, and I think it was, yeah, it was, it was a case for this game. It was a goal of straw against the side who, as you said, had a very good record so far in 2022. We've had a pretty bad record overall at home, haven't we? Although we, we salvaged that somewhat at the end of last season. Um, but I expected a draw in this game. I, I actually tipped a two-all draw. No, I, I, I had a stand for a 2-0 two, uh, two win on, on the back of the Man United thing. Um, right. he, and the, and the, and the male play thing is, is a bit of a worry. Hmm. Um, the only thing, the only consolation that I would say that if they are selling him, they've got to have got, have got someone lined up before yeah. the window shuts because there's no way we can lose Malpay in our squad and not not replace him. Yeah, yeah, 
Quite, quite right, yeah, 100%. Um, hopefully that is the case if he's leaving, yeah. Uh, we, we do need the extra backup. Yes, we've seemingly resolved Danny Welbeck's injury issues. In terms of there was an operation, uh, something they discovered was probably at the root of indirect cause of other injuries. They've had that operation. They seem to have sorted things there. That's great, and hopefully he will stay fit, and there's no reason why not. But we do need other options. Undav... Obviously, we've not really seen yet. He came on as a very late substitute at Old Trafford, so he's not really had his uh, had his involvement so far. He looks quite similar to Morpay. So, if we did, but did the USG that you know didn't the didn't the Belgian thing rust last last week? Didn't didn't we get a barometer of the Belgian level of football with their games against Rangers? Mm, yeah, gave away a two goal first leg lead, lost three two. Yeah. Possibly so, possibly so. Um, I do think Undav's similar to Morpay. So if we did, if we did sell Morpay, I think we might be looking at getting in a different type of striker, but we would still need what, a what, one that scores goals. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, well, there is that. That's kind because Malpay, I, you see, I'm, I'm a big, I was a big Malpay advocate, still am. Mm. Um, still think there would be a way back. Uh, and I would never, Although I have done in the past, criticised Graham Potter now, but um, you've got to give him a, a run in the, the team. He's a confidence player, and, and we haven't had that. So I will be sorry to see him go, and uh, be careful what you wish for, because if we don't get anyone in, mm. then that is a serious issue. Yeah, I mean, he's one of those strikers who sort of steadily just mucks in, gets some goals. You know, if you, if you get a striker like him who gets maybe 10 goals in a season, let's say on average, to put it very broadly, um, that's not bad. It helps. That can't be your principal striker um, if you want to be top half. You need to have someone who can maybe score 14 goals and have the midfielders score more regularly than they have done when Morpay's been getting his goals in the last couple of seasons. I do think we need to get more goals, basically. Um, Morpay's not bad to have as part of your squad. And starting in certain games, he might suit certain opposition. His ratio is where the issue is, isn't it? I think he's he's missed a lot of chances that people have seen him miss and thought he could have done better in. So on that basis, you could say he is an yeah, but shouldn't you worry if the chances don't come? Yeah, well, because yeah, that would be even worse. If the chances come, he will, by, by uh, natural progression, will score goals. Yeah. Is if he wasn't getting any chances, that then I'd be worried. Yeah, that's true. Because if I, we, if I just think fan, fans have got you know, and I'm I'm a fine one to, to talk coming from a fanzine background, but <laughs> a, uh, a lot of fans got on his back, have got on his back in the last couple of years. It's been totally unnecessary. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I mean, I quite like him. I, I don't. I, I'd like him to stay um, as part of the squad. Um, not necessarily a starter, but I, I like him enough. I, I think he has come yeah, in. But is it game. not a Russ? Is it not a rotation game now? Yes, yeah, it, it is. It's thirty-eight yeah. games, so it's about having a squad, and it's a, about impact substitutes. It's about different options. So, yeah, it doesn't matter whether he starts, just so long as he's part of the squad and gets a fair crack at a whip, really. But yeah, we'll have to wait for substitutions. More substitutions. I, I fear, I fear he is already gone. Or, you know, it, 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 you know, it's there, but we have to, when does the, when does the, the transfer window window. start? I is think it's the 33rd. I think it's the first, first of September, I think. First September. Yeah. I wouldn't say so we need. Hmm. I had thought they were getting up, they were going after Danny Ings at one point. 
Yeah. Um, you know, we've all got sauces, HP, ketchup, whatever you want. And um, <laughs> someone had said to me, who I believe was, was fairly clued up, said that they were very close to getting a striker. And then oh. it's all, it's all died a death. So, um, bad sauce. Some, you know, or maybe it just fell through, whatever that was. I mean, we've been linked with Brereton DS a few times, and I mean, he's got a championship look about him, but he is a finisher. He knows where the net is. Yeah, I'm, and I'm, I'm disappointed that uh, Dennis went to Forest. Forest, yeah. Because he, he was a decent player, but, you know, clearly there's a lot of money at Forest. Yeah, they're throwing it around now, aren't they? Let's yeah, so hope it doesn't run out. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, Brereton DS is one option. Ings, you mentioned, yeah, we were talking about him down the pub, actually, pre-match, funnily enough, suggesting would he, would he be an option. I'm not sure if Villa will be willing to sell, really. And he, had, he does have his issues with injuries, doesn't he, from time to time. Yeah. But he knows where the net is. His, his ratio is pretty good for shots. Yeah, yeah, pop. you know, it's certainly good. But, you know, I, I think we've really missed a trip with Dennis. I do, and, yeah. Uh, and oh, if we can't compete with people like Forrest, well, but this is the whole point, we can compete with people like Forrest. It's hmm. whether we want to, but we'll have to wait and see, you know. Yeah. In there, Tony, there. we trust. Exactly, in Tony, we trust. <laughs> um, meantime, not in Forrest are having too much of the cake, aren't they, really? <laughs> Got Dennis and if more plays go in there. They've well, signed, I think it's 13 players so far, and they've, they've already got another couple of deals in the pipeline. But that's always a danger, isn't yeah, it? That gets that, that amount of players, mm. and then you, you know, it takes time to, to gel. Well, you know, again, I, and I apologise, but it's wedding anniversaries now come first at my time of life. Um, I've seen no football this weekend, uh, apart from the little set two between Tuchel and Conte yesterday <laughs> oh, yes. afternoon. So <laughs> I don't know the, the, uh, uh, circumstances of the Forest game were Forest good for their win, or should or, or should West Ham have, have, have done better? Um, I've only seen brief highlights of it, but from what I understand, West Ham had a lot of chances, should have done better, should have got more out of the game, but Forest dug in, were resilient, and and got the result, and in the end deserved it basically, I think, but not. Oh. Not if West Ham had got their noses in front, as they should have done from the amount of chances they created. That's what I've heard. And then we go to West Ham Sunday, which will be interesting, because they're in Europe on Thursday. Are they at home Thursday or away? Um, I think they're at home, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. Away would be nice, wouldn't it? Be a bit more tired. (laughs) Yeah. They've had a sticky start, and... We've got a good record there. Everything leans towards suggesting we'd get a good result, but we know these things all come to an end in the end, don't they? Uh, ten games unbeaten out of ten in the Premier League since we went up against them. Um, a lot of draws, but we, we've we not lost to them yet. As I said, that's going to come to an end sometime, I suppose. Well, um, hopefully but, not this week. And uh, yeah. I remember that first great Friday night when we played them up at that monstrosity of an Olympic stadium. <laughs> I mean, you know, we've, we've lost our goldstone, a lovely picture that you've got that I'm looking at you now, but, um, mm. what, what West Ham fans must feel what's going on at that club with Upton Park being sold and effectively moving to a council house. And then, mm. you know, and, th- and things like the lager, there's a big argument, isn't there, this week, because the lager's £7.40 a pint, isn't it, at uh, West Ham? But it's yeah. not West Ham that get the money for it. It's yeah. the uh, it's the stadium owners. 
this is the crazy thing. Yeah, they get very little from being at the stadium. They get the benefit of a, a free stadium, obviously. But um, but who's paying for that? I think four million a year. I think is the peppercorn amount they have to pay to to have it, and it costs something like fifteen twenty million a year to run, doesn't it, or something like that? And we're paying that out of taxpayers' money, which is outrageous, I have to say. Um, however, um, I'll be going along because I, I quite yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going in. I'm taking in a bit of corporate hospitality with some friends of mine, West Ham fans. So, looking forward to that, having a few lagers and starting up a good old Cockney sing song at the end. <laughs> Any old irons? <laughs> yes, any old irons. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that should be should be a good day out, and we're looking forward to that. And we're doing a preview, by the way, uh, listeners. So, listen out for that. We've got a special guest on. Uh, details to follow sometime later. Um, but um, as far as the weekend goes, yeah, I mean, we. The Newcastle game, and asked your question what the game was like. Um, I thought we started well. It was quite even at first. There was a lot of toing and froing. We created a lot of chances, particularly in the second half, actually. Uh, Mitoma shone when he came on, but I thought all throughout the game we were, we were good. Uh, we weren't amazing, uh, but we were good. I think, um, we certainly did enough to justify winning the game. We started with Veltman, Duncan, Webster at the back. We had Trossard and March wide. Callister Casado in the middle again. So it's a lot of the same lineup. Um, Grosh, Lalana and Welbeck. So, um, well, essentially the same start. Um, yeah. Sanchez Hope had a good game though, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was, um, I, th- I thought a good performance all round. Um, Matoma, when he came on, really re- reinvigorated it. Uh, somebody, I don't know if it's the BBC, someone had Trippier down as man of the match. Um, and I thought that was a rather curious choice. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Russ. Oh. Player of the match. Oh, player of the match. Player of the match. Come on. <laughs> oh, we've I all, see, yes. We've all got to adhere to the 21st century now. Is that what they, are they actually saying player of the match now? They had it on that. When I was watching Sky yesterday, uh, when I came in from the Cotswolds, and uh, they were telling, Jamie Carragher was saying who the player of the match was. Oh, okay. And then, and apparently Sunis has gotten a load of trouble today for saying it's a man's game. Well, the and men's well, game is a man's game. <laughs> and then, I don't one, think why you call it you a man of the match. One, one of the lionesses has piped up and I, I just, I really do despair. You know, I, I don't want to be controversial on here, but I do think sometimes we're going to hell in a handcart. It's wonderful what the lionesses did. Mm. And it's, oh, yeah. And it's a great achievement and, and we should celebrate it and we, you know, brilliant. But please hmm. do not, as some are doing, compare it to 1966. Hmm. And please do not think, you see, the women's game is developing and it's going really well, right? But in my lifetime and your lifetime, Russ, Brighton ladies will not get 30,000 at the annex with full paying, uh, Punters, will they? Mm. I don't think I, they could fill it with 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 complimentary tickets. No, prob- so, probably not. Probably not. Um, so it is a different a, game, and you know we know. should celebrate it. We should celebrate what the lioness is doing. We should get more girls playing sport in mm. uh, and predominantly football, but more playing sport in schools. Brilliant, marvelous. But mm. please don't. Oh, I've got tired of all the girls are doing it, uh, showing the boys what to do and. You know, this is better and, you know, what, you know, can, can you see, you know, someone put a comment up on, on, um, line saying, oh, uh, the lionesses won their, uh, semi-final 4-0. And, um, 
someone said, oh, can you see Southgate's team doing that? And I replied, yeah, if they were playing the Lionesses. You know, it's just... just (laughs) (laughs) You got into a little bit of a a squabble on that. No, no, (laughs) because people agree with me. I've got a lot of likes. Well, it's. I suppose it's. Uh, I mean, that is a bit of an odd, old comparison because obviously there you're playing your contemporaries in either. Yeah, but sport. you can't compare. You see, this is the whole point. You can't compare. No, I think. So, and, and I think someone was saying the other day that the average WSL goalkeeper, the average height is five foot eight. The average height of a Premier League goalkeeper is six foot three and a half. But they're playing in the same size goals. Hmm. Now, without being patronising, should they not be playing in smaller goals? if they've got smaller goalkeepers. Oh, this is a big debate. We'll have to get people to discuss this. That could be a whole new can of worms. Well, no, but do you not agree with me? Um, I, I guess, I mean, obviously that is a physical reality, that they are smaller, they're not filling the goal as much. That yeah. creates a different dynamic for it as a, as a sport, for sure. I mean, it's a great sport. And, my, my, and, my, and, I, and I sponsor a team down here. It is a great sport and we should celebrate it. But please don't, don't start going on about parity and, and about being old. You know, WSL, uh, WSL games will get big, big, big crowds. Sadly, they won't because it's market forces. Yeah, right? no, you're right about that. Yeah. yeah. There are X amount of people that will go and watch ladies football and I wish them well. It's yeah. not for me, but I wish them well and yeah, I hope right and get decent crowds. Fair enough. But please, 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 please. Do not say that we can, you know, and I, I, I heard it said, oh, but, you know, the girls will be playing at the Amex soon and they'll be playing in front of 20,000. They won't be. It won't happen. Hmm. <laughs> you know that 70,000 crowd at Old Trafford? Hmm. For the opening game, Russ? Yeah. Yeah. 75. 40%, yeah. 40% were complimentary tickets. Hmm. And another 45% of the tickets were £5 tickets. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, I do think they'll get. The thing for me is, as you said, it's not for you. If it if it is for people, it's great. If it's not, that's great as well. Not a problem. I think it's a separate sport. I think the women want that to be seen as a separate sport. You know, well, obviously it's the same game, but in terms of the, you know, it's a separate entity, and let that grow, as you said, to whatever yeah, levels it grows to. Yeah, I don't think they want. I don't think they want the comparison of this thing of oh, it's yes, but I think sections of the noise. media do, Russ. Sections yeah. of the media do, don't they? Because it's an agenda to to, to spin, isn't it? It's a, to generate conversation. You know, we had, you know, when I was trying, I, I I wasn't a full time reporter, but when I first started writing my newspaper column twenty five whatever years ago. I sat down with one of the greatest editors I ever worked with, Chris Giles, who was the sports editor, and he said, just a little pointer for you, mate. You've been writing your fanzine. Don't be ambiguous. Be clear, right? Mm -hmm. Don't be ambiguous. And then I see headlines during the uh, ladies' Euros or women's Euros or whatever we're supposed to call it, record crowd at Bramall Lane. Well, it wasn't a record crowd at Bramall Lane. It was a record crowd for two non-host nations playing in a, in a ladies' Euro competition. So mm. it wasn't a record crowd. And, and as you say, there are sections of the media that are actually doing the lionesses and ladies' football or women's football down because they're using it as a, as a huge stick mm. to beat us into submission with. And it ain't going to work. You know, I'm going to be very disappointed if Soonis 
loses his job over this, mm. saying, you know, it's a man's game, because he's refusing to back down, that he is refusing to uh, apologise, because he said, it, you know, it is a man's game. And he said, what, what was the context he said this in? Sorry, because I, I, I didn't pick up on this before. He was said it, it apparently on Sky yesterday, and he was on, because he's on Talk Sport on a Monday with Simon Jordan, and, and, and he, and, and he said, um, you know, it's a man's game, we've got our football back, we've got a bit of bite, and then one of the lionesses said, well, it's not a man's game, it's a woman's game as well. You were sat next to a, you know, like a cap holder from, because cause they've got the ladies and, you know, that, that's a, that's a route that they're going down. And, and it is interesting because it gives us a different perspective, but they've also got their ladies as pundits now. Hmm. Um, yeah. I, well, I just, I just think it's, it's, it's just go, we are going, we, we just need to realize where we are, make the best of what we've got and celebrate what we've got. Hmm. But as you just said there, Russ, don't use it as an agenda. Mm. No, that's right. It should just be allowed to evolve and grow of its own accord. Celebrate the success, by all means, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm fully on board with that, I think. And, and the fact that it has grown the game, there's a lot more people buying season tickets, including at the Albion, 250% increase uh, uh, for the women's team. That's brilliant. Well, that, yeah, that's but there's no need yeah. to make an agenda alongside that. As you said, it's just it, let it grow. You know, personally... I would have done what what they did with the with the Ashes team of two thousand five. I'd have given them all an MBE, and hopefully that will happen. Yeah. Um. Because yes, yeah, you have to celebrate their achievement and 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 recognise their achievement. Hmm. But that please don't keep you know going on about this, and it's just it's it's just wrong. Hmm. And we're throwing um and we're throwing decent people like Graham Sunnis un, under a bus over. Uh, you know, over it. Hmm. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that then, because that's not that's not the sort of controversy where people have, so should we say, old schoolers of the past have come up with comments like Ron Atkinson and people like that. You know, this is that's a little bit more of a debating point. This one, isn't it? You could say, in one sense, he's got a, he's got his opinion. Um, I think it is a game for all, uh, but you know, it depends on the angle he's coming out with it. In terms of he's talking about the bias, and, and I'll probably, you know, what Ron Atkinson did was wrong, hmm. and uh, he he was rightly uh, censored and, and punished for it. Hmm. But I don't think it should have destroyed his career. He made a mistake. Christ, we've all made mistakes. I've made enough mistakes in my life, and hmm. um, as, as Terry Venable said to to Ron. Uh, when they had that Ron Atkinson documentary. Ron, can you stop apologising? You can only apologise so much. And again, I, I think every time that something happens, <sighs> we can't say too much because there's a high-profile trial going on as we speak hmm. of um, of the rec- of the record uh, appearance, uh, uh, possibly the record appearance holder, uh, all-time record appearance holder in the Premier League and a Premier League Hall of Famer. Mm. Now, if he's found guilty, yeah. what happens there? Because good, is it? this isn't a chance. This isn't a chance remark. Mm. Um, you know, on, on the, you know, this is allegedly because it's all going on now. This is uh, allegedly, as reported in the in the media, this is this is behaviour Ike Turner would have been proud of. 
this yeah. is not good. Yeah. Not good at right. all. Well, that's that's a hell of a digression we've just gone on there from. Well, so, but that's the, beauty, the job, That's the beauty of the podcast, old darling. <laughs> and it gets people fit. It gets people listening. Yeah, there, the... there'll be hundreds of people listening to your podcast, shouting at their devices, saying, oh, "I'm talking bollocks." But that's good, you see. At least they're listening. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm sure you're right. In fact, uh, there, there will be a number of people who won't agree with you. And they are interested to hear the views. If people want to come on, talk about that in future episodes, they're welcome to come on. Um, I wouldn't go as far as you in terms of some of the opinions on the women's game. I do think, you know, um, that it is a game for all. So the, the soonest comments are, it's, it's, it's my game in hot water, I think, there. But who knows? We'll have to see. But I do think it's a game for all. And, as I said, oh, let it evolve in it its own right. This is the whole point. It is a game for everyone. It's a game for all age. I love seeing the, and I did, um, the, back in the day, I, I, I coached some, uh, when I had my coach, coaching badge, I coached some Down Syndrome, a little group of Down Syndrome adults playing football. And they, and they loved it. It's a beautiful game and it's a game for everybody. Yeah. But we have, we have something at the higher echelons, don't hmm. we? You know, you don't, you don't, um, how, what can, can I think of, of an, uh, an analogy? I've got to be teething for some, someone else. You don't compare, um, Daniel Day Lewis to Widow Twanky in the Brighton, uh, Theatre Royal Pavilion, <laughs> um, uh, Panto, do you? No, no, no. <laughs> but they're both acting. They're both doing the same thing. Is Widow Twanky the actor then? <laughs> well, no, the, the actor playing Widow Twanky. You I know, know, I know. I'm joking. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, it, uh, it's, a, it's an interesting... The, the curious... all on our, everybody's on their levels. And hmm. I think there are sections of the media. And, and as I said, they are doing the lionesses down. Yeah. And they're doing the Brighton ladies down. Well, it you blurs know, it, I, doesn't it? Yeah, it blurs it for I'd, I'd love to see Brighton ladies. And I, and I think they will. You, you, you know, you, you're right, get decent crowds. And it would be nice to... To, to, to have the occasional game, uh, or, or, or many games at the Amex, but for people to make sweeping statements, it won't be long before the ladies are right to get in 30,000, but that's not going to happen. Hmm. You know. It seems at this stage unlikely. They'll, they'll get some big crowds for a one-off if we got to a big final or something. Oh, you said what, one-off. Fine, yeah, that would happen. It's only come um, lately. Come on, yeah. mate. Yeah. I mean, Remember the playoff semi-final? Uh, no, yeah. sorry. Remember the playoff final of 1991? Hmm. And then what did we, so how many did we take to win? When, when we 35,000 was? Yeah. yeah. Was, and what did we get for Tranmere the following uh, August? <laughs> 8,394. Yeah. It's all about the big games. Yeah. It's all about the big games. I, I think, um, I think it will grow, but will it grow to that level? Probably not. Either way around, let it grow. But I'd, it, I'd it, like it to grow to a level where girls can, any girl that wants to play football can go and play football and she doesn't feel that she's being, uh, you know, squeezed, squeezed out or, or exactly. I mean, that is what, against. Uh, and that's more, that's far more important. As great as the lionesses is, it's far more important having that aspect and saying that everybody that wants to play football can play football yeah. regarding a gender, race, color, creed, whatever, dis- disability. Let's get to that. And that, that's been the, that has been the thing that's come out of this as well. A lot, yeah, a lot of players yeah, but have let, but let's not try yeah. and build ladies football on a, a semi-professional level into something that it's not. 
Hmm. And I and I think there is a danger that some people are doing that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair, fair Let's point. celebrate. Is it, I, I get the feeling I'm not winning you over, son, but that's the beauty. Of <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure how far our agendas are going. That I, you've probably been looking at more than I have in the media. So you might have a better view, a uh, clearer view on it than I have. All I would say is that I do think it's great that now women are saying that they've they've now feel that they could play or the next generation can play football, that the girls will have the option to play football uh, at school, which hasn't been, has literally yeah, not been an option. Which is superb, mm. which is superb, you know, and that, and that's great. Let's just celebrate that and leave it as that, isn't it, really? Yeah, but let's draw a line under it. The interesting, the interesting thing is you might know that Lewis have got equal pay between the men's and the women's and it's been celebrated as a big thing. Of course, the issue there is that the women's team are in the second tier uh, of the whole structure of women's mm-hmm. football, whereas Lewis men's team is in the Ismian Prem, which, of course, is not anywhere near the second level of men's game. So they're able to make that. Um, it's a great they've done it because that's a gesture they're able to do. It's comparable based on generated income. This is what you were getting at earlier with the, the selling out the Amex and that sort of thing. The mm-hmm. pay that people are going to get is going to be proportionate to the attractiveness of the sport on a on a certain scale yeah. so yeah. you know we you the man united players are the second highest paid in the world the highest paid in england why well a number of reasons one because they're not very well managed <laughs> but, but also the fact that they get massive crowds in that is one of the reasons they can afford to do that and obviously all the corporate hospitality that goes on a bigger scale with that um it's about the generation of income yes i know there's other factors as well people spend money they haven't got budgets change people get different corporate sponsorship deals there's all sorts of other factors involved but it is around the number of people attracted to the sport and to the clubs and it's no coincidence that the top six are the top six most seasons uh, it's because they've got the most money and that is because they've got more fans and they're perceived as a bigger club and therefore they get better corporate deals um the shirt sponsorship deals are different. Various things are, are on a different scale. And it, and that scales down to where the women's football game is at the moment. If it grows to exponentially, then fine. You talk about different pay. I think that's, that's where I'd leave it on that one. <laughs> but get, let's get back to the game, Ian. So I, I know you were at the match, but what I was going to say is Trippier was given a player of the match, uh, tag by one of the media outlets and he was he was done on toast a few times, particularly by Matoma when he came on. Soddy March had a, a good go as well at one point, but he was mm. over that side. Trossard as well. Um, that seemed bizarre. Newcastle do look a good team, though. Um, but we're a good team. I'm a bit disappointed we didn't win. I did tip the draw as opposed to your yes, yeah, win, yeah. but I think okay. just because well, I, look, it's, it's a cautionary tale, because I, I always predict us to win, and it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a marathon, not a sprint. I think yeah. we'll win on win at the weekend and then I think we'll beat Dirty Leeds the week after. Oh, I'm quite looking forward to um I'm on eighty nine grounds at the moment. Um, of the ninety two? Pardon? Of the ninety two? No, no, because you see overall, people, yeah. people have come and gone. Don't oh. don't don't forget in league fixtures because hmm. we had this last year, in league fixtures in the hundred and twenty one years, Brighton have played hundred and thirteen teams in league fixtures. Yeah, and the only team they've never beaten is Chelsea. Hmm. So, yeah. um, so I'm so I'm 89 out of 113. Um, so I am going to Forest Green next week in the League Cup. Looking forward okay. to, yeah. to that. 
And the only London um, football ground I've never been to, for various reasons, some fo- football related, some not football related, is Fulham. So my oh. account has invited my daughter and I, because she's a client of his as well. So we're going to Fulham on the uh, on the 30th. Yeah. Which would be good. Great, I'll see you there. I love Fulham. It's a great away day, great grounds. I'm, I'm amazed you've not been there. I thought you would have gone. No, it's just the, the only end. London ground I've never been to. And I think we played him in the third tier, didn't we? I remember standing on we, the... No, we played him in the fourth tier, didn't we? Fourth, fourth tier, yeah. I was standing yeah. on the terrace New Year's Day with a massive hangover and uh, a, a, this boiling hot soup brimming over the edge of the plastic cup burning my hands on a sparsely populated away terrace at Craven Cottage. That was my yeah. first memory of that. It's a, it's a much better place to go and watch football now. But, um, yeah, I mean, that, that'll be a good one to tick off. Um, I've done, I think I've done, um, it's 147 grounds I've been to now. Um, not, so I have, not watching Brighton. <laughs> not all of them, no, no, quite a few weren't, to be honest. I have seen, I've been to Forest Green, but not to see the Albion. Um, the only way you could have done that is to see the under 21s in that, uh, Mickey Mouse trophy thing. Um, but, we'll um, be the 21s next Wednesday, won't we? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'll be the same team, probably. Yeah. Uh, a year older as well, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's going to be a good fixture. Yeah, Forest Green, second round, Brighton have been drawn away to them. Um, and the, 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 the greenest club and the only vegan club in the country. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, so you're going to have a bit of vegan food in? No, I'm not. I'm going to take something in with me. Well, actually, there's, um, there's a very good looking, <laughs> we didn't go, we didn't have it, but there was a good looking, um, food stall outside, which was just the yes. ordinary, ordinary food stall. So, yeah, was you have proper food. Yeah, proper food. It was, it was, as you would call it, proper food, yes. But, uh, so, uh, <laughs> so you won't be allowed to, because we, because I did veganuary a couple of years ago, and yeah. I love my, my, my daughter, Amy Dearly, but she, she made us a beetroot Wellington for Sunday dinner. All right. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> your yeah. face is telling the story, but yeah, well, I did veganuary. I won't be doing it again. It was the gesture that counted. <laughs> it was the thought. It was the thought that counts. So no, it's good. It's good. Yeah, no, that's all good. So that that'll be nice. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've, I think I've done something like eighty-five of the ninety-two grounds. Um, oh, well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I, you know, I've, 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 yeah, I've done eighty-nine. I think there's there's a couple that I haven't done. Um, up the top two leagues, but um, sometimes you forget, and then Christ knows out. But I forgot I'd been to Hartlepool the other day. It was only when we was having a count up, and I realised I'd been to Hartlepool. Yes, it's easily long, <laughs> That's a long journey. That is, it's a long journey. The yeah. monkey hangers, they call them, don't they? Yeah. I remember I was explaining to to Hearty Junior back in his primary school days while they were called the monkey hangers and he, yeah. he, he, he found it very um for anyone listening who doesn't know why they're called the mon- monkey hangers they found a, a monkey was shipwrecked and they thought it was a french spy and they hung him <laughs> with it yeah they 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 whatever they call them at the moment yeah <laughs> it's just amazing isn't it uh, they, they confused him with the frenchman yeah, yeah. <laughs> interesting. interesting. I would imagine that a monkey would be more intelligent, but you know, let's not. <laughs> no, not let's oh, not. he's being controversial again. No, no, no. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, I, I always had an issue with Europeans um, 
I always preferred the Germans to the French, which was bizarre, really. No, no. We, we peas in a pod, you know. Northern Europeans, I think, have got a lot in common. Our propensity I've had some lovely, I've had some lovely holidays in Germany. I've met yeah. German people in this country. I've met German people at my place down in Spain. And uh, maybe I've just met the wrong French people over, over the years. Well, if you went yeah. to Paris, there's a good chance of it. Yeah. <laughs> I had a French girlfriend once. She was nice. But, uh, oh. Anyway, we're digressing, and, and I'm reminiscing now, old Donnie. Um, I'm going to have to love you and leave you, Sean. Yeah, that's right. Me? That's okay. Final words, I mean, any other thoughts on the Albion in general? And, uh, how, how no, it's just, pro- it's just progress, work in progress. Um, should have won Saturday, but we'll make up for it Sunday. I think we'll win Sunday. Uh, you know, it, it, it'll be good. Really, this season, and I wonder what you think about this, Russ. This season's going to be bizarre with the break for the World Cup. Yes. Yeah. And if you look at the amount of Liverpool players who aren't going to the World Cup, hmm. that may be a huge factor. Yeah. I'm tipping Liverpool to win the title. Uh, that that may be a huge factor. When you look at the Liverpool players that aren't going to the World Cup, so they'll basically, they'll, they'll keep themselves ticking over, but they're going to get six, six weeks rest, aren't they? Yeah. I know Holland. Kevin De Bruyne, you you think if Belgium lift the the World Cup and Kevin De Bruyne is the Paolo Rossi of his generation and uh, the final's on the 17th and then he's got to be back on boxing. They brought Iden Bushy tailed. Mm. Yeah. It's a big ask, but you know, it'd be interesting. Be interesting. And yeah. uh, it'd be interesting if Cucurella gets himself into the Spanish starting lineup, which I think he might if he plays at Chelsea week in, week out. Yeah. Agreed. I agree with that. And I do think it's going to be an interesting World Cup. Um, I'm not. And can I quickly say, I was really pissed off to see the words Judas um, being bandied around. Cucurella was an employee. He came, he did a job for the club for which he was paid, but ultimately players come and go. Yeah. And I think it's probably the younger hothead fans, of which I was once, once, uh, you know, but um, started banding around things like Judas. Yeah, I mean, that's over the the top, isn't it? Um, We're obviously all hugely disappointed he's gone so soon. Definitely, but yeah, but after just the one year, we all we all must have feared it might happen because he was so damn good last season. Yeah, well, that's good, but that, but, but then that's good. You know, let, let, let bygones be by. Yeah, it, just let. But it no, it's just no, it's, really, you know? it, it's football is a business. Yeah, I mean, football if he cost business. us tens of millions because he'd somehow engineered a move way under the price, and and you know we damaged the club along the way and jumped ship after a year, you could then maybe argue the case. But you know we got our money's worth for it and some more. And he's, yeah. he's, you know, it's Champions League football. He wanted to play under, under Pep. I know he's come up with this thing. He's saying he's always wanted to play for Chelsea, which obviously is a load of, uh, Hogs, Hogs Yeah, well, they, but they kiss the badge, don't they? Oh, this is, know, like this, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm coming home. Right. Yeah. I mean, that is all tripe, obviously, but it's all, it's all bullshit, old son. Right. Yeah. But there we go. But, you know, I, I think it's over the top. I agree with you, but the World Cup will be interesting. I think we could benefit from it as well, Ian. I don't think Brighton will benefit from it because I think Southgate's going to balls it up and I think they'll go for Potter, but never mind. <laughs> oh, no, no. No, no I honestly do. <laughs> I really do. I well, think, he would be the number one candidate. He's the most I successful think, English manager last season. I, I think Potter is a shoe in now and I, I just don't think 
Southgate's got the minerals. I don't think he's tactically aware. I just think he, you know. And, and, oh, and Graham, Graham's the top top ranked English manager in terms of league positions last season, oh. which is an ominous right. sign, isn't it? And rightly so. Good. Yeah. On that note, we it's wish been him well. <laughs> and on that bombshell, and I, you know, I, I haven't offended anybody about the ladies' football because I'm a fan of it, and I want Brighton to do well. But I do think, as you said, Russ, that it has, has been hijacked by some, you know, parts of the media. But hmm. yeah. it is what it is. On that, we can, we can agree, and let's hope, yeah, let's hope no one is offended. Um, if they are, please. But if they are, it means they're listening, so that's good, right? Be offended. <laughs> it's not like you to be controversial, Ian. <laughs> right. Take care, son. I'll see you in a moment. All the best. Cheers. Bye. So thank you there to Geordie Russell, to David Townsend, to Dominic Wales and to Alan for their earlier contributions to the podcast and latterly to Ian Arty Hart for also joining us. That pretty much sums it up. Um, just in regards to the Newcastle game, just a couple of other bits to mention. In terms of the stats, we had 55% possession. We had 13 shots to their four, seven on target to their one, seven corners to their three and... Generally, our overall play, all the other stats besides shots on target, etc., all suggest that we were the better side. We just couldn't put the ball away. Newcastle are an improved team. They are a much better team than Manchester United, who we beat last week. But we can feel disappointed to have only got four points out of a possible six. However, we move on to the next game, which is West Ham on Sunday. And in our next podcast, we have a special guest representing West Ham to talk us through what his thoughts are on West Ham's current state of play and how things might be progressing in the future. So, fingers crossed for the weekend. And until then, stand or fall up the Albion. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.